Hi there. If you'd like to listen to our show ad-free, sign up for Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform with hundreds of awesome shows. Listen to your favorites ad-free, get early access, exclusives, and so much more. 70% of revenue goes to the amazing shows across the Apollo network. You can join Apollo Plus through the app or by going to apollopods.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. You've been so brave today, Betsy. You held a chicken and rode a horse. Marshmallow. I love Marshmallow. She's so pretty, Mom. She is. What is that? Oh, those are llamas. Let's go look. Mm, no. What's wrong? Don't be nervous. I'm right here. Always protecting you, okay? I don't like the llamas. They look mad. You're kind of right. Maybe we can look for the bunny house. Can we go home now? We just got here, Betsy. Besides, you can't leave without Jacob. Mom, what are you talking about? You have to bring him home. First, let's go see those bunnies. <sighs> Betsy opened her eyes and found herself at 4 a.m. in her Mendocino motel room. Her packed bag stood ready by the door. She made her way to the window and pulled back the curtain. A half moon hung low in the west, behind silhouettes of the town she would soon see in the daylight for the first time. You're listening to Remote. Yeah, 
That's gotta be hard for any teenager to deal with. What about friends? Any you can point me to? Yes, one. Her name is Anna. Back at the store, a war waged in Jacob's soul as he anticipated Jeff's arrival. Aimlessly wandering the aisles, it felt like eternity. Hey, JJ, do you have a minute, man? Oh, if you're busy, I can come back. Hey, Jeff, what do you need help with? Oh man, I'm out of the dish soap stuff, you know, the kind I always get. I don't see any on the shelf, so I thought, like, maybe... Oh, yeah, yeah, let me, let me check the back. Jacob went to his office. His breath quaked as he opened the safe and reached for the green bag that Paul gave him. But he stopped, and something deep inside caused him to reconsider. Hey, Jeff, I'm sorry. You're going to have to come back in a few days. Are you you joking? No, man, I'm sorry. We just don't have it right now. They they said that you would have it. I know, I know. They said, they promised. You're making a scene, man. Please leave. Just come back Tuesday, all right? Oh man, what am I supposed to do now, man, huh? This is gonna get me killed, you know? And you, you did this, man. Maybe I should just fucking kill you, man. Tuesday, Jeff. Feeling the eyes of the customers throughout the store, Jeff rushed out to desperately seek alternatives. Jacob gathered himself in the office and began to calculate the scenarios that could result from his decision. Isn't that for me already? That didn't take long. Okay, pulling over. Cool your jets. Jasmine slowed her newly acquired rental car and parked along a bend, overlooking a cliff. She sat ready with her ID and paperwork, watching as a sheriff casually approached her passenger side window. Excuse me, miss. May we have a word? You have very good manners. I'm Sheriff Rose. Can I see some ID or registration? All right here. I just rented this car a few hours ago. Oh, I'm aware. You've been poking around a lot today. What's your uh, business in town? I'm a journalist working on a story. Well, Miss Jasmine Bowers, what's your story about? What does the Reyes family have to do with it? I'm honestly not sure yet, and my story is very fluid. But I want to find out who or what's behind the crime going on up here. In particular... Sheriff Rose nonchalantly opened Jasmine's passenger door. As he took a seat next to her, the two stared awkwardly at each other. You know, it's not your job to investigate the crime that takes place here. It's solely mine. Do you understand? Um, Mr. Sheriff Rose... It is still kind of a free country. I can interview anyone who agrees to speak with me. How many murders have you solved, Jasmine? 
How many pounds of illicit drugs have you found in your career? I do find a lot of buds in between my couch cushions. But I'm sure that doesn't compare. You likely have an illustrious career. I'm responsible for these people. And I will not allow anyone to be harassed, especially the family of victims. I guarantee you that I am not, and will not, be harassing anyone. Sure, sure, Jasmine. If you have questions for your story in the meantime, schedule some time with me, okay? Oh, I planned on it. You're just way down on my list. Sheriff Rose eerily scanned Jasmine up and down one last time, and then left her vehicle. Good lord, that's a creepy son of a bitch. At Kate and Jacob's motel, Jacob sat alone outside on the stairs. He looked through his phone and came across the text string with his father. For over a year, he sent him messages that Jacob never responded to. He had never given up on him, to this day. Yo, JJ. Enjoying the night? Hey, Paul. Say, you think you're uh, ready to meet the man? Crane? Not so loud. Get in the car. At the Blue Surf Tavern, Jasmine sat listening to her recordings and writing notes. Papers scattered across her table. She glanced up and saw Betsy approach, then sit across from her. Thought you left town. I really don't have a lot planned on this trip, so I thought I'd hang out here longer. Maybe help you. How did you find me? I followed your scent. (laughs) Cute. Did you see a cop outside? I did. Is he here for you? Uh, not really. Yeah, kinda. Seems I've quite ruffled some feathers with my questions. It's weird, though. Everyone I've talked to so far really wanted me to be here. Betsy's eyes searched the table. Her nerves rang. She then looked at her phone and started to stand. I'm gonna get something. Whoa! Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'll get you a new one. I got it all over me. I'll be back. Gonna clean up. As Jasmine grabbed a few papers off the floor, Betsy headed off to the restroom. She locked herself in a stall and sat on the closed toilet. From her jacket, she retrieved a photo she'd just stolen from Jasmine, a picture of Diamond. She tried to calm herself from the rush. Betsy, get back out here with my picture, please. When you're decent, of course. Meanwhile, Paul drove Jacob to a dark, secluded warehouse. The two parked and walked through a maze of halls and rooms until finally finding a smoky, dimly lit office. 
Several armed men stood near the doorways as Crane stood up from behind a desk and approached Jacob and Paul. Delivery especial. Finally, I get to meet JJ, the wonderful. I am Crane. Nice to meet you. Jacob put his hand out. Crane offered his left as he held a cigarette in the metal fingers of his right. I see you already noticed my robot arm. Why don't you stare at it a little longer? Terrific titanium there. Sorry. It's okay. Not a lot of people have seen a device like this. I can rip a heart out with it. Any organ, probably. Doesn't matter. Sit down. Crane took a drag from his cigarette as he walked back to his desk and leaned on it. Paul told me a riveting story about you and how you found our stolen SUV. Since then, there's been some debate among us. Are you just lucky, or are you some sort of baked-out Edgar Casey? <laughs> are you laughing at me? Sorry, no. It's just that I've been sober for months. Congratulations! Now, let's take a test. I researched your supposed ability so I could get some details set up for an experiment. Behind that door is an empty room. In the middle of it is a suitcase. None of us really know what's in it. You're going to do your thing and tell... Oh, uh, do you need a couch or something? I don't need a couch. Perfect. You're going to tell us what's in the suitcase. Then we'll look inside. If you're right, you might win a prize. Who knows? I haven't thought that far ahead. Ready? I need some time to focus. Absolutely. Now, everybody be quiet. Jacob subdued his adrenaline. A steel focus pushed past what little fear he had left for his life. He saw images of the suitcase take shape and began to describe it. I see it now. It's not really in the middle of the room. Actually, it's more toward the back corner. The case is kind of rectangular, leather, old but like 80s or 90s style. I'm trying to look inside it. Jacob began to feel surrounded by a strong, negative, evil energy. Something's not right. Crane folded his arms. He had disbelieved and was ready to stop Jacob with victorious laughter. There's... there's a watch. Silver. Broken. There's a severed hand. And an eye. You killed Jeff. What was that last part? You killed Jeff. Jacob walked through the adjacent empty room to the corner and kneeled down next to a leather case. He laid it flat and opened it to find a severed hand and wrist still wearing a smashed silver watch. Jeff's eye was inside as well. Jacob doubted whether he had a path to a better outcome. When you're done feeling guilty, come back and have a seat. We've got a lot to talk about. 
It's no coincidence that we met. You know that, right? I don't know that. Betsy sat in her motel room in front of Diamond's photo. Jasmine paced nearby with excitement after learning about her remote viewing ability. If what you're saying is true, you could accelerate my investigation tenfold. We can solve this whole thing. Maybe you'll be in my book after all, but in a big way. Why do you have bullets on your nightstand? They're not mine. I don't have a gun. Look, if this is going to work, I need you to either leave the room or calm down and help guide me with the questions and notes on that paper. Oh, I'll sit. Jasmine gathered focus and started to record. Betsy skillfully cooled her mind and began to search for Diamond. I can see something. Okay. Describe what you're seeing. Lines. Vertical lines, mostly. Some horizontal. Are any of your other senses being triggered? I feel alone. And there's a smell of waste in the air. Can you move forward or backwards? I'm walking straight down a hall. The lines are on both sides of me. What can you hear? Breathing. It's almost echoing. Can you get closer to it? It might be her. Diamond. I see her hair. Her hands are in front of her eyes. She's not crying. Very still. The floor is wet with puddles of water. Is there anyone else around? No. The girl is moving her hands. She has a bandage over one eye and it's a little bloody. Really? I mean, can you be certain it's her? She looks the same. The bandage is off. She's peaceful. The eye is cloudy, green, not like the other one. She's looking down at the floor. There's more water. It's coming in from somewhere. Can you look around some more? Go back to the hall. I'm in a tube of water now, to my waist. Oars are floating past me. Books, pieces of canoes or kayaks. The water is getting higher. Diamond, she isn't afraid. Betsy opened her eyes and inhaled, staring across the table at Jasmine. She reached over and stopped the recording. That's it? I mean, wow. I didn't tell you about her eye. And you can't tell from the photo, but she has a glass eye. Were you thinking about her eye? No, actually I wasn't. Wait, can you read my mind? No, I don't think so. But the eye, I don't think it was glass. It seemed real to me. She's alive. Or is she alive? I don't know, Jasmine. That could have been the past, present, future, all three. Jesus. I have no words. I need to track down this Anna girl right away. Let me draw some of this out before I forget it. I have a million questions for you, Betsy. You are not leaving this town. Betsy sat on a stone above the crashing waves. 
She breathed in the ocean air, the hate, the love, and then breathed it back out. Part of herself stretched hundreds of yards out over the water and then reeled its way back. This repeated over and over. She could see straight down to the water's depths. She felt an energy slowly building inside her, making itself permanent. How did he die? Uh, excuse me? Who? My father. Your father didn't die. I don't... Last I heard. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why'd he send you here with this? He didn't say. I didn't ask about the necklace. He'd been looking for you a long time. I wasn't supposed to talk to you about any of this. But since we're here, I know he just wants you to come home. What, so I can be his guinea pig? Wait, is that what you are? That's not what I am. You can see things. That's why he picked you and that's how he found me. He couldn't do it himself. Even with all his dark connections. I don't know what you mean. Jacob looked around and then pulled the gun out and aimed it at her. Betsy felt a rush of fear run through her and then away. She locked into his eyes. Please, Jacob, you don't want to hurt me. Jacob put his gun away. What's your name? Betsy. You're in danger here, Betsy. Both of us. Every single person here. Then let's get out. Together. Together.